announce all the graduates. So we have Blake and Samantha's going to come. And they're going to share a little bit of their heart and kind of part of their story and kind of God had, has met them. It looks like you're first and Samantha is always coming somewhere, huh? <laughs> we, love, we love our graduates and uh, we love the families that you, they come from. Your mom group and our youth group, huh, Blake? Yeah. She's here today. What a, what a blessing to see what God's doing. So Blake, just kind of share what, kind of where, where things are with God and just a short story or verse or... All right. Well, for most of you that don't know me, my name is Blake Adami. Um, my mom grew up here in Paso Robles, and she went to church or uh, the youth group with Pastor Guy. And um, when I moved here three years ago, um, she told me about it, and um, I mentioned that uh, <laughs> that I met this guy named Guy, <laughs> and uh, she was like, "Well." I already know that you're in good hands. So, I mean, it, it was, I already knew that. Uh, I felt so welcomed here to this church. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful church. And I love everyone that comes here and what you guys are all about. Um, but I got a little God story for you guys. Um, so, you know, growing up, I, um, I went to, ch- to a Catholic church and, my dad would always uh, tell me to say my prayers at night whenever I went to sleep. And, um, you know, if anything is bad that's going on in my life, just to pray about it. Um, and, you know, I, I had a misconception about prayer. I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I, I thought prayer was supposed to be, um, I thought I was expecting it to be answered every single time right on the spot. So, um, you know, I'd pray about things that I want. Um, I'd pray about my family. And um, I would always end up getting answers, but it would always take, you know, whether it would take a, a week or a month or a year. Um, but I never, I never saw a prayer happen in front of my face at the spot of that prayer until spring Mexico. And um, what happened was my friend Maddie Harris... Um, I don't know where she is. She's over there. Uh, <laughs> she, um, we, were, we were getting together uh, rice and beans for the families in Mexico, and something happened to her eye. Like, she got something in her eye. I don't know what it was, but she ended up um, going over towards the bathrooms, and I, I stayed at my stations just uh, completing the bag. And then um, I just saw that she was in pain, so I went over to her and... Um, a couple of the people from Mexico were there. Uh, Will was there. Um, I think Sean was standing next to her, too. And then, um, I don't know, she just looked like she was in a lot of pain, and I felt so bad for her. And uh, I didn't know what to do. So I've never done this before, but I just started to pray over her. And um, at first, I was kind of hesitant, and uh, I, you know, I kind of made it sound like the prayer was a joke, but I was actually being serious about it. But I needed to be more confident in the words of Will. <laughs> um, so I just prayed for healingness and uh, to help her, you know, get better as soon as possible. And um, we waited, you know, about 30 seconds, and she started crying. And we were like, does it hurt more? Like, what's going on? And she was like, no, it's, it's actually doesn't hurt at all anymore. It's a lot better. And... Um, I don't know. I've never seen that before. I mean, I've heard stories about people praying over someone and uh, miracles just happening. Like, uh, you know, it's it, it, they just get cured. And, I, you know, 
I never saw it with my own eyes until that day. And I don't know, I just, it, it, it changed my view on prayer and how powerful it can be. And, you know, it's just, I'm just so thankful for God and for everything that he's given us. And yeah. thank you. Hi, um, <laughs> my name's Samantha. Um, I'm graduating this year. Um, a lot of you guys, and I'm kind of nervous, so just sorry. Um, <laughs> I've been coming here since I was in seventh grade, so about 12 years old. Um, I saw a lot of old pictures of myself on that screen, and it was kind of like, wow. <laughs> but um, it kind of showed me how far I've come. Um, so every year I go to winter camp, and I try and be involved as much as I can with the, um, the fun activities we do with Guy. And... Um, Every single year I knew I learned something new. Um, and this year especially, I learned just like how powerful God really is. And um, sorry, um, how just, I don't know, he's always there for you. It's such a simple concept, like he's always there. Um, and I just realized like the only way you can have like a super good relationship is meeting him. Um, because he'll never leave you. He's always there. It's just your job to meet him. And that's how I've um, just strengthened my relationship with him and how I've done so many things this year and during high school and just, you know, being a teenager, I guess, and just <laughs> still um, being a part of the church. And I'm really thankful for Guy and Chad and everyone who's been there along with me. And yeah. So this time, I'm going to have the kind of the youth staff, all those. This is a church that loves young people. This is a church that prays for young people. This is, this is an important day because this is, this is a day that you kind of see the fruit of your labor. And I know some of the kids are a little bit noisy. That's fine. We kind of want everybody to be here to kind of see this, to experience this. So if your kids get a little crazy, sorry, we're not offended. Uh, we'll release them shortly. So I'm going to have uh, Pam and Terry and Chad and Christine and Corey and Rachel and Monica and Eddie and if Gerald's here and Wyatt, come on up and we're going to honor. Why don't you come on up? You can also, we're just going to honor our, our graduates. And so if you're kind of part of that youth team... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start just kind of reading off names, and you guys are going to help kind of, kind of, kind of come towards the middle a little bit more. You kind of greet them, love on them, and uh, we're just going to kind of get started. We're going to start with the seniors, and uh, Sean Knox. We love Sean. Micah, one of our newest friends, very gifted young man. I'll mix up guys and girls. Samantha Withers. Thank you, Samantha, for sharing your story. We all can have a God story. Ivy Bear. You can just, all the seniors kind of stay up here. You can kind of greet one another. We're going to have a prayer time for you in a moment. So, Maddie Harris. Natalie Nicolay. Tatum's at work. It's Avery Kerr here. 
Okay. I know there's a few that are working. I know Tam's working. Uh, JJ. We love JJ and his family. Amen. And Mason. We love you, Mason. We're proud of you. Blake Adame. This happened yesterday, uh, seventh in the state in the 1600. Uh, and, and just because it happened yesterday, I could brag on these kids. We'd be here all day because there's a lot to brag on. And you know that. But since it was hot off the press, uh, Trad Birdie, seventh in the state. Come on up, Trad. He wanted first or second, I know. But we're very proud of him. And Stephen. All right. We love you, Stephen. Any other seniors that, that I've missed? Seniors, raise your hand besides Mark. Mark's back there going. I have a group of books here, but some are at work and just couldn't make it. So we are moving on to our middle school uh, families. And we'll start with, uh, why not, Ryan Slauson. Eighth grade graduate, and he's pretty happy about it. He can hardly wait to get to high school. And Tristan Zamora. Both of these young men are both leaders in our Shine Club, so it's pretty exciting to be part of their lives. Is Kaylee here? No? That's all right. Jenna Smith, I know, is here. Jenna. Come on, new, new friends and new family. Mackenzie Madden. I told you we we're a church that loved young people. How about Jeb Baker? Is that true? Is, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a gift for you, but I, I'll get one for you. My wife said, he's graduating. Your name's on the list, but we didn't completely forget you. <laughs> Tina Wood. Yeah. Viviana Foreman. Joey Dominguez, Zach, Casey, and Caden. Okay, any other middle school, high school students, graduates? Come on up. This is JJ's Alex. Congratulations. So I owe two books, which is great. It's called the Survival Kit, and there's a devotion in there, there's a Bible in there, and what we're going to do now is, is very important. We're going to pray for our, our senior graduates, we're going to pray for our middle school graduates, and we're going to do it kind of a CLC style, which means we're going to kind of move towards the middle. So how about all the students kind of come, we'll kind of line with the middle, and then the rest of the church is uh, either can stand and kind of have their hands out to you, or they can come in the middle. Staff, come on in. Monica is going to pray uh, over the seniors. Just kind of keep moving down. Keep coming down, JJ. Just kind of keep going. This is really important. This is, this is important as a church that we pray over 
uh, our students, and uh, we want God's very, very best for them. So if you're comfortable, you can surround them. Uh, staff, you can come around. If you want to just reach your hand out, that'd be awesome. You ready? God, we just thank you for this group of young people um, and young adults, Father God. And um, it's just been an honor to see some of them grow and mature and just chase after you, Jesus. And um, God, we ask that you would continue just to bless them and guide them. And um, life after high school is not easy sometimes, God. And it gets difficult and it gets hard, God. And um, I ask, Lord, that you would continue just to show them how much you love them. Lord, that they would know that they are loved, God. Lord, that you would continue just to open doors and close doors, God. Um, that you would just be so relevant in their lives, God. Um, that they would never feel that they're alone. That they would never feel hopeless. That they would never feel um, unwanted, Jesus. And um, just what an exciting time, God. And um, as there is excitement, God, and just fear of the unknown, Jesus, um, I ask that you would just be the center of this all, God. Just the decisions that they make and um, the friends that they choose, Father God. And as they go into college, God, it can be difficult and hard. As they go out into the mission field, it can be very difficult and hard, God. And I ask that you continue just to um, be with them, Jesus, Lord, that you would just shine in their lives, Father God, that they would... Um, continue just to run after you and sometimes um, in the midst of our decisions and the midst of our um, choices in life, Father God, we, we tend to um, feel alone and difficult in, in difficult times, God. I ask so that you would just, um, just be with them, God. Lord, just shine in their lives that they would be a light to their friends, to their family, Father God. And um, just to see them grow, God, I'm just excited um, to continue to see them grow and the things that you're having them to do, Father God. We just thank you for their lives, Jesus. Lord, that they're here, that they made this um, a priority to be here, God. What an what a awesome step that is into their next chapter of their lives, God. Just continue just to be with them, God. And just those that are going into high school, God, man, what a scary time, but also a really fun time time, uh, so that you um, would just um, give them direction and, and the friends to choose God, and Lord, that they would be bold. High school is about being bold and standing um, for what you believe in God, so I ask Lord, that you would continue just to um, give them that boldness and that courage, Lord, not to back down, to stand for what is right, to stand for what is true, Jesus, and um, Lord, just be with them, and bless their families and their parents, and as um, some of them are leaving the nest, God, that you would just be with their, their parents, God, just give them peace, God. Just give them comfort, and it could be scary to let your child go. Um, but Lord, just be with them, be with their families, guys. We just thank you for this time, Lord, Lord, that we can just be with you, Lord, and just um, just bless them, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give the graduates a big, big hand. As a church, I want, I want you to understand that this is a part of what God's called us as a church to do, is to raise up young men and women and uh, introduce them to Jesus and disciple them. And what we're going to do next is uh, uh, one of our young people, Sean Knox, is getting ready to do a six-month mission trip, and uh, we're going to pray over him. And as a church, there's individuals in the church who have blessed Sean with what we call an offering, uh, the money that we 
all earn and work hard for, uh, we have a chance to kind of give a tithe back to, the, to God. And uh, one of the strengths of the church is that we're a sending church. It's not about just collecting and about serving ourselves. What we do with God's kids and what we do with God's money is that we, we reach out and we send. And if we forget that, then we forget the purpose of the church. And so we, we disciple, we equip, we, we send out. And so Sean's going to come. Uh, I think your mom's here. Maybe your dad's here. You, you can kind of... What, you, why don't you guys, what's this family? You guys come up. Uh, Chad's going to pray. You don't need to say anything. But again, we love your family. And as a church, uh, this is as a church. So part of your tithe every week, uh, we bless others. So this is a check for $350 from CLC to help Sean in that next step of uh, what God's doing. So you've got Brody here and your sister and your mom and your dad. And Brock. And Brock. We can have some of, oh, that's really loud. Uh, we can have some of uh, Sean's friends come up too and, and just lay hands on him. So. Now this is kind of what we do in youth groups. So if you're wondering what happens every week, this is kind of what happens. We... So God, we just thank you um, for Sean, Lord. Um, God, we thank you that uh, he's, he's been listening, Lord. He's been listening to, to your heart, Lord. God, you, you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives, Lord. And, and God, you're calling him to New Zealand and, and Papua New Guinea or, or Nepal, Lord. And um, God, we just, we just uh, pray a blessing over his life, Lord. We pray that um, as he goes to New Zealand to be taught your word and to be taught um, who he is in Christ, Lord. Um, God, that his, his heart and his mind will be open, Lord. And uh, God, we just, we just pray for protection. Um, we pray for finances. We pray for all the things that, that, that come when we take a step of faith, Lord. And uh, God, we just thank you for Sean's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you, Sean. God bless you. You should be proud of your son. Thank you. Hey, Sean, do you want to open this? This is your whole family, huh? This is pretty cool. Or m your media family, your Pastor Robles family. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to have the ushers come forward, and then at the same time, we can have all the kids come forward, and so we'll release. The older kids today are going to stay in the service, so the, those going out will be two, and we have nursery all the way through second grade. And the third and up are going to kind of stay in the service today. So if you're in, in second grade and below, come on up. And the ushers are going to come up. And uh, we're going to continue to have some senior share. And thank you for being so patient. And uh, amen. So Lord, we, we do give. Uh, we give of our tithes and offerings. Uh, Lord, thank you for uh, the classes that we're going to teach. Thank you for all that you're doing in our life and through our life. Nothing is really meant to be held on too tightly. We're supposed to be blessed, and we're supposed to bless others with your love, with your hope, even with your word. As we learn it, we want to share it. In Jesus' name, amen. So kind of head and back, and the teachers are waiting. There's a bunch of kids already back there, too, so they're kind of ahead of the game. Ushers? Ushers are going to receive the tithes and the offerings? I 
know we have a lot of kind of going on today, but that makes church fun. We're going to kind of turn this over to Chad, and Chad has some more seniors that he's going to introduce. So I need uh, Maddie, Sean, uh, Trad, and JJ to come on up. So you guys can choose what order you want to go in. Um, it is awesome to work with students, um, to be a part of their lives, to, to help them, whether that's with homework or if it's with uh, social issues or family issues. Um, it is awesome to work with them. But something that is even more incredible than that is when you see God interact with their life. And that, that, that first spark, like, like uh, um, I remember uh, Mason had been praying for a really long time to, to, to hear from God. And we were out um, at uh, Rock and Water, and God spoke to him. And when he came back, like, it, it was the most amazing thing to see God interacting with him. Um, and each, each one of these, these, these kids up here, these adults up here, um, have had that interaction. S somewhere in, in their lives, God has come and revealed himself to them. And they're going to have a chance to kind of share um, a verse, a story, um, just a little bit about what that looks like in their life. So I think Sean's up first. <clears throat> Uh, if you guys haven't met me, I'm Sean Knox. Um, I've been part of this church for about five years now. And uh, I started reading about three years ago with Chad and Samantha. And through the readings, you know, I'm, like this verse immediately stood out to me. It caught me because this is my verse. It connected to me because um, it's what I've like based my, my, um, my prayer stance on and like how I pray is how I look at this verse. So um, it's Philippians 4, 5, or 4, 6 through 7. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I've, I've like, growing up, I was always so anxious to do things. I was so, like, I just wanted to do it. And I still am. Like, I still struggle with that. I still want to just do things, like, right on the spot, not have patience. But through prayer, I've learned that being patient and going at God's speed not only rests my heart, but brings me peace. And it shows me that God has a specific time for everything to happen. So when I pray, I humble myself, and I say, God, do things at your pace, I want to follow what you do in your pace. I don't want to do anything in my pace. It's all about you, God. So that's something that I've learned, and it's uh, something I'll carry with me when I go to New Zealand. Thank you. Hi, I'm JJ. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. The verse I'm going to read, I read recently because it's about suffering, but it's also about trusting in God. Um, it's in Romans 8, 18. Yet we have suffered now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Um, 
I think it was a month or two ago. Um, my I came to school from home from school, and my mom says, "How would you like to feel uh, feel to be a big brother again, or a big brother?" I, I was I thought my mom was kidding, <laughs> but then she showed me the the pregnancy test, and it came out positive. Me and my mom were so happy that we were able. She was able to have a baby again because I was about to leave to college, and then I was be be able to be a big brother again, or for the first time. But on Mother's Day, I came here. My mom was went to to work with her, the person she works with, and then I got a rose and happy to give her a rose for Mother's Day. I come home, she's not home. I ask my cousin Alex, where's my mom? She's like, she's at the hospital. And so I'm like, oh, they're just checking on, checking her up. And so I go home, do what I do. And then I get a text from my dad saying she's in the ER. And I'm like, is she? and he calls me saying, is she okay? I ask, is she okay? And he says that she had a miscarriage. At that moment, I didn't know what to feel. I felt anger, sadness. I didn't know what to do. I was just crying on my bed, not knowing how my mom is. She comes home to me and saying that God, crying, saying God gives us things, but he also takes away. But all we can do is trust that he has a plan for it. And so now she is my rock, and so is God. And I like to thank my mom for being there by my side every day. Uh, my name is Traverdy. Ooh, that's loud. <laughs> uh, my name is Traverdy. All right. <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, my first. Oh, Mike. Do you? Yeah, bring him out somehow. Oh my God. Okay, so uh, <laughs> um, I've been here um, coming to this youth group and church for four years now. This is my fourth year, and I'm pretty stoked. Kate England, um, shout shout out to him. He's the one that brought me here, and uh, he was the one that um, first had me talk to Guy and Chad. And uh, um, um, having them um, bring me here to this church was um, another thing that um, God wanted me to do throughout my life. Um, I think it was the third year, last year, um, I went to Rock and Water, and uh, I think Chad said to bring a Bible, and all I had was a Gideon's Bible. And um, guy was all like, oh, I never seen those in a while now so um he was pretty stoked that i had a bible with me and one like this one and uh i just put it in my back pocket when we go on the hikes and stuff and um i think it was the last day of rock and water uh, we had a um what was it we had a uh baptism going on and there was about seven people something like that people that um, were baptized that day and um, I was the second to last person to be baptized. Um, 
we were going through um, notes of the Bible, trying to understand exactly what the Bible was telling us. And um, I like to say a quote from um, St. Matthews 28, 16 through 20. Then the 11 disciples went away into the Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted him. And Jesus came and spoke over them, saying, All power is given unto me and me in heaven and in earth. Go on, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Um, this was a verse that um, had a thought through my mind when everybody was being baptized. Um, I was the one kind of the side, and um, Guy and Chad were um, offering people whoever, whomever wants to be baptized. And I was just looking at the water, and I was like, looking at the verse at the same time, like, this is really speaking to me. It wasn't just me. I knew God was um, trying to talk to me, saying, like, this is it. You're at the right age. You're where you're most strongest or when you're most strongest at in your life. And this is a time to where it kind of refresh your mind and get ready for the big world. So um, I've also had talked to Sean and Chad about um, other things of how God, um, how he only does so much. I... I'm an athlete at PRHS, and uh, I race a lot. And um, a lot of my races mean a lot to me. Um, there's been some races to where I don't do so good, and at random times I do like, like the most amazing thing I thought I wouldn't even be able to be accomplishing. But um, I pray to God almost every time before and after races, thanking him and for everything and giving me strength through the races that um, I've been looking forward to every day. And um, Chad and Sean really told me that um, God only helps people um, with so much. And um, the things that he can't um, get to you or pray to you for, um, don't look at God as in a bad way. Um, when he looks at people, he helps everybody. But um, with having that big of a handful in your hand of people to pray for, it's a lot. So um, i like to thank everybody for helping me with um, running and um, that um, God helps everybody and just praise him. So, yeah. Thanks. Hi, I'm Maddie, everyone. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to be talking about a verse that has kind of just stuck with me, like, mainly this year. It's been, like, just kind of taught me a lot and helped me in a couple different ways. It's Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has, or each day has enough troubles of its own. And kind of what I've learned from that is God, um, he already knows what you're going to do before you do it. So... Whether it's a mistake or it's something that you can be proud of, um, like don't be scared to make a mistake because tomorrow is a new day. You know, um, it's starting fresh, and 
it's it's hard to explain <laughs> for me, but um, just what I've learned is that, again, God already knows what you're going to do before you do it, and he already has a path built for you, and um, I've decided to take that this year, and I could not be more happy with that. Um, that's all I really have to say. <laughs> Thank you, Maddie. Let's give again just a big thank you to all, all those that shared a verse. Amen. Somewhere, you have to own your faith. Uh, and this senior class, I quite don't think I've quite seen it this way before, where you kind of have maybe your mom and dad's faith or maybe a friend's faith or maybe a youth group faith, and then it, troubles come. And sometimes uh, you walk away from your faith. And I don't think, like Maddie said, God knows. But he doesn't want you to walk away because often you end up hurting yourself and you're hurting your family, right? And you're hurting opportunities. And you're opening your life up to some crazy stuff. And sometimes it's pretty hard to break addictions. And, uh, but then there's a place of, also of the place of repentance and a place of returning. And a lot of the seniors in this room had made that circle. And they've kind of returned and they've owned their faith. And it's their faith. It's not just mom and dad's faith. It's not pastor guy's faith. It's not the youth group's faith. It's their faith. And that's a crazy adventure. And we go through that a couple times in our life where we say, is this real? Is this what the path that I'm on? And uh, so we have chosen a verse out of, Philipp or out of Proverbs, and we're going to put it up on the screen. And it's Proverbs 3, chapter, or verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So we have a some youth staff and some friends and some special people in our church. Uh, and so we're going to tag team this first together. And first is going to be Corey. So Corey's going to come up and take the first part in all, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And as uh, trust is a big deal. And Corey's going to talk about what it is to trust the Lord with all your heart. Okay, I'm Corey, like I said. Um, <clears throat> I've been going to this church. I got saved in this church when I was a senior in high school. Then we moved away and we came back. So we've been back to this church for three and a half years. And so we kind of got involved in the youth ministry. So some of these youth we've known for their, basically their time in high school. So it's been pretty fun. Um, to the, yeah, somewhat fun. <laughs> so to the verse, I have eight words that I was given to speak on. Uh, trust in the Lord <clears throat> with all your heart. So yesterday, Zeke and I, my son, he's the little blonde-haired monster that runs around. He, um, we were driving, and he was talking to me, 
in the back of the car, and he's like, Dad, did God make the trees? I said, yeah, God made the trees, and he made birds, and he made us. And he asked me something else, and yeah, God made that too. And then, did God make Legos? I said, well, no, God didn't make Legos. But then he says, but God made us, and, or God made man, and man made Legos. I was like, yeah, that's pretty right. So my son then goes on to say, you know what God doesn't like? His idols, which is pretty funny because he's four. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's an idol? And he says, a big golden statue. I was like, well, that can be an idol. But you know what else can be an idol? He's like, what? I was like, your toys, your parents, your kids, your grandparents. That list goes kind of on and on. And so when you're, <clears throat> and in my kind of story here, idols can really be anything. And if we're, but if we're trusting in the Lord, we're not trusting in our education. We're not trusting in a, in a family that can fail us. We're not trusting in a, in a vehicle, in a job, in a status. We're trusting in the Lord. Now that trusting in the Lord, when we do that, it puts God in a rightful place in our life. So if we keep the Lord number one in our life, like we kind of have a mantra in our family. It's God, family, and then whatever else we want to put down there, which I'm sure lots of you have spoke that. But something for us is that trusting in the Lord keeps him number one. So when uneasiness comes, when, when the, the perils of life, the hard times, when those times come, your trust is in God. Your, your trust is not in that thing that's shaking around you. So that's my... That's kind of my, my spiel for my eight words. And not, and lean not on your own understanding. I love verse seven right below there. It says, don't be a wise guy. No, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. So the idea is, where do you get your wisdom and understanding from? And there are a couple sources. And uh, earthly wisdom is not necessarily bad, but we don't lean on it. Uh, we understand that there's knowledge and wisdom that can be acquired. But what this verse is saying is that when it comes to the purpose for life and the reason for life, it comes through Jesus. And it's not, it doesn't come from man. Verse 13 in the same chapter, Blessed are those who find wisdom and who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver. And what the writer of Proverbs does is begins to use the word she and begins to describe the importance of finding the right wisdom and the right understanding. Blessed are those who find wisdom who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. 
and she is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare to her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. It begins to describe about a godly wisdom. And the only way we gain godly wisdom is from God. And that is the spiritual eyes that God can open. And then that's where that prayer begins to take place, that prayer of faith. And saying, Lord, I can see through my natural eyes, but Lord, let me see through your eyes. Let me love like you love. Let me be patient like you're patient. Let me draw from the streams of that living water that flows from you. Lean not on your own understanding. I had a chance already today to pray with one of my seniors. And I'm not going to say which one, but the question is, I need counsel. And I need wisdom. I need understanding. There's a big world out there, and I'm not sure exactly what to do with it. Anybody else have that feeling sometimes? I mean, I'm not talking about graduates. I'm talking about all of us. Like, Lord, and what happens is where we draw from. It's, it's, it's where we kind of take our, our marching orders. And uh, Psalms, one of my favorite Psalms, 32.8. I will instruct you. And I will teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eyes on you. And I love it because it doesn't say I might or I could or I. It says I will. With my wisdom, I will instruct you. And I will teach you in the way you should go. If it was my choice, I'd be a bricklayer right now. That was Pastor Guy's wisdom. My dad was a bricklayer, my brother's a bricklayer, and my other brother built buildings. And, and I said, that's my wisdom. I'll be a bricklayer. Uh, somewhere I got in a little trouble, and I got really close to God. Who gets, when you get in trouble, don't you get close to God? I do. It's like, okay, I got my attention. It, we don't get in trouble for no reason. We get in trouble so we can learn. Uh, we, we, we have to learn. And I thought, okay. Uh, and it wasn't that I had a probation officer, but I met one. <laughs> and it scared me, because I made a bad choice. And I was pretty close to being in big trouble. And that's because God loved me, because I prayed, Lord, I don't want to do it guy's way. I want to do it God's way. And what, if I ever do something my way, and it's, and it's dangerous for me, you have permission to bust me, which means get in trouble, which means mom and dad finds out, which means, like, it's not hidden. It's the hidden things in our life that get us in trouble. And we start drawing from that instead of drawing from the things of God. Well, God heard my cry. And uh, it was the second or first time in my 11th grade year in high school. And my sin was exposed. And I thought, okay, I think I'll help students. And so I think I'll be a probation officer. Guy's wisdom. So I actually went to school. And I started taking sociology and psychology. And I, I, I really thought that's where God wanted me. And I just kept saying, Lord, whatever you want in my life. Uh, all of a sudden, I got me personally, not anybody else here. If you're a probation officer or a social worker, more power to you. But I started getting bored with those classes. And that wasn't a good thing. If you get bored in your major, there's a problem. Because you're going to spend the rest of your life being what? Lord. And I'm saying, Lord, I want to seek you. I don't want to lean on my 
plans. I want to lean on your plans. So I had a long talk with God. You ever had those before? And I said, God, you made a mistake. I'm out of here. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be a bricklayer. Plan A. And he whispered in my heart quietly, I didn't make a mistake. I said, what do you do to make a mistake? Kind of like that. He, I don't make mistakes. Then what am I here for? And all of a sudden, my eyes were open. I didn't hear nothing. But what did I love? I love the word of God. I love youth ministry. I love those things. And God says, that's what I called you to. Don't lean on your own understanding, young people. I purposely had Tristan right up here tonight because he loves singing. And I want Tristan to sing for the glory of God. And it was his eighth grade graduation, and I wanted to get Tristan on that stage. He has a great voice, but he has a passion. He has a passion for a lot of things. Mom and Dad, you've done well. Great young man. And I wish I could go around this room and compliment moms and dads and grandparents. Young people, find what God has for you. Lean not on your own understanding, but lean on him. Draw from him. Some people get it right away. I mean, they get what God wants them to do. For other of us, we wander. Right? And we wander and we say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to trust you in all ways. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to not lean upon my own understanding. One last verse, and Rachel's going to come up and finish this. God said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are greater than your thoughts. I said, Lord, I don't want to lean on my own thoughts. I don't want to just lean on man's ways. I want to understand and lean on you. And he will counsel you. He will instruct you. He will teach you. And the very last statement, he says, because he loves you. And so I'm going to pass this on to Rachel. And she's going to finish the last verse. Good morning. I'm Rachel. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to get my Bible and my notes open here. And drop a few. Okay, so my verse is um, verse 6. It says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make, your straight, make straight your paths. Um, so I'm a word person. I really enjoy like getting deep into words and understanding what they mean. And so um, this word acknowledge um, in this verse, it's actually, it goes a lot deeper than I thought. I... Um, I got a little nerdy, and I looked up what the Hebrew word for acknowledge is here, and it's yada. I looked up how to say it, too. Um, (laughs) I want to say yada, but it's actually yada. Um, And yada is um, to know. And in Erdman's Bible Dictionary, it goes deeper. It says to understand, to grasp or ascertain, especially to be familiar or acquainted with a person or thing. 
and acknowledges one of the, the ways that the word yada can be translated, but the, the fullness of the word means to know personally, to know fully, to be acquainted with. It's, it's not just like book knowledge. I'm good at book knowledge. I, I like to learn. I'm one of those people who I'm like, I'm going to study, 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 and I'm going to learn it all out. But, but it doesn't st- stop there. You can't just know about God with just words. It has to be in your head. It has to be in your heart. It has to be a relationship. And so when it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, it's saying, in all your ways, seek to know him. Seek to know him personally, like you would know a friend, like you would know a family member. I didn't come to know Corey by asking Chad about Corey or asking Guy about Corey. I didn't come to know Corey by, by reading up on his Facebook page, which actually there was no Facebook when I met Corey. <laughs> that shows my age a little. But I got to know Corey by spending time with him, by, by spending time talking to him, by learning, by listening to what he has to say, and by, by paying attention. I pay attention, I notice, oh, he likes that, oh, he doesn't like that. I pay attention, I notice that I make him a dinner and he he politely eats a little, I don't make it again. But if he eats a whole bunch, then I'm like, okay, this is a good one, we'll keep that recipe. It's because I'm paying attention. So the the word acknowledge means to pay attention to someone. When I, when, if someone's talking to me and I'm not paying attention, I'm not acknowledging them. If Kaya says, hey, Rachel, how's it going? I like your hair. That's what she said this morning, but I was talking to someone else, and it took me about a second, uh, a few seconds to, to com- compute that and say, oh, thank you, Kaya. I appreciate that, right? That's what happened. Because at first, I like, didn't acknowledge because I was saying hi to someone else. But when I turn and I focus my attention and, and listen to Kaya, then I, I'm actually ha- I'm, I'm treating her with respect. I'm acknowledging her. And I'm building on that relationship with Kaya. If I hadn't answered her, that would not be cool, right? I mean, Kaya would be like, OK, that's really weird. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel's not answering me. But because she's important to me, I pay attention, right? So what we want to do with God is we want to pay attention. And how do we pay attention to God? How do we come to know him personally? Well, we can read his word, and we can, we can get that in our heads. But, first, but after that, we have to get it in our hearts, and we have to consider, what does that mean in my life? What am I going to do with that? How does that affect my relationship with God? Well, if the Bible says something about what God wants me to do, and I care about him, I'm going to actually take those steps and do it, right? That's responding. So I can learn about God, and then I have to respond to it. Just like how I said I, I watched Corey and see if he, wanted, if he liked the food, then my response is to actually decide whether I'm going to make it again or not. With God, I, I want to respond to what he's saying. He says not to do something or to do something, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to act on that. So in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, knowing God is a process. It's, it's something that you do constantly over and over, just like it is with any person. I still learn new things about Corey to this day. I, I've known Corey for 11, well, I've, I've been married for 11 years. I've known Corey for 12 and a half, probably. And every so often, something new comes up, and I'm like, whoa, 
I didn't know that about you, and it's, that's how it is. But it's because we are constantly in communication, and we are constantly learning from each other. And that's, that's what it needs to be with God. You need to be constantly learning. Now, it says, in all your ways acknowledge him. And that's the part where it really, it's showing you, we can't just have a relationship with God if we come to church on Sunday, right? We just come to church on Sunday, and then we, we put God back in his little box and compartmentalize him and say, okay, I'll see you again on Sunday, God. No, in all our ways we have to acknowledge him. That means that we're living day to day where we're saying, God, I love you and I want to know more about you. I want to know you so well that I can trust you with all my heart. I want to know you so well that I can lean on you and not on me. Because I know a lot from the books I've learned, but I don't know a lot about life by looking at books. I know a lot from learning from you and from learning from living with you, God. And so I want to seek after you, and I want to know you, and I want to have a relationship with you so that when those storms come that Corey was talking about and everything is shaking around us, I can stand firm on the rock that is Jesus because I will not be be shaken. And I want to not lean on my own understanding. I want to lean on him because he is the source of wisdom. And how do I know he's the source of wisdom? Because I have spent the time learning about him. So that is what we need to do. And we acknowledge him in all of our life. And then what is the result? It says, he will make straight your paths. So um, Matthew 6.33 says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's the verse right before the one that Maddie read. And so it goes on and says that you don't have to be anxious for anything because you're already being, you're already being provided for by God. So we seek him first, and everything's added. And, and then we are just led on the straight paths by Jesus, who is our shepherd. And we don't have any wants because we are following after him. So when we have that relationship and we're just, we're just living life with God, then our paths are made straight because we are constantly in communication with him. So that is what it looks like to acknowledge God and have your paths made straight. So now we got to go live it. Now we got to take it out. And I'm going to read this verse to you, just kind of slow. Close your eyes. And you're going to be able to respond, just between you and God. And if this is the verse that you kind of say amen to, you're going to kind of say amen to God, which means, yes, this is what I want to be. A person who trusts in the Lord with all my heart. And to lean not on my own understanding. Lord, I want to, know you. I want to submit to you and you'll make my path straight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, for uh, truth that's found in God's word. Thank you for uh, graduates that have lots of questions. But, Lord, they have the answer that's found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And they don't earn you. They don't deserve you. They don't work for you. What they do is accept you. And they learn how to walk in that grace, in that forgiveness, and then in that wholeness that comes through you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
let's stand together, and we're gonna we're gonna end with a, a great worship song. And I have Natalie Nicolay's gift because she just got here. So here you go. We love you. She's been here for a little while, but we're going to just rejoice together. And we're going to go out and practice what it is to lean not on our own understanding. And in all the ways, we're going to acknowledge the Lord. And Lord, we do tonight, right now, we just pray. We pray for our friends in the hospital, for uh, Vicki, for Chuck. Lord, we've been praying for 25 days plus for our friends. And we're not going to miss the opportunity to lift them to you right as we close this service. Do a miracle, oh Lord. Uh, we pray for some really special grandparents that in the van yesterday uh, we were praying for. Uh, Josh's grandma and Dylan's grandma, Lord. Be with them today, Lord. We worship you. Let's worship and we'll close together with this song.
I'm not afraid to follow. I see the world go away, and I'm not ashamed to say so. I see the Jesus way, and I'm walking in light. I see the world in light. I see the world in wonder. I see the world in light. First in living color. I see the world in gospel, I see the world your way, and I'm walking in the light, I'm walking in the wonder, with the wonder in the heart, to the wilderness to wonder. I see the world in love, I see the world in freedom. I see the Jesus way. Walk in the light, walk in the understanding that God loves you. Amen.